I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live that, that life, life now. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of That Life Podcast. Yes, I am excited to be in the land of the living. Always. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Yes, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome all of our guests, our audience that continues to um, tune in every week to hear our conversation. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, we we thank you for being a part of our conversation. We thank you for the feedback that we get from so many via email, uh, text, social media. Uh, we continue to inspire you, so we're happy, and your feedback helps us to be motivated to can continue to share our general focus, intentional conversations with you. One thing I I have noticed in the world and society and what's going on and what I get back is uh, children, especially, dealing with feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. And we know, and this episode is to let children, teenagers, adolescents, and even parents, yes, know that feeling anxious is a part of a normal range of emotions. Just like angry, embarrassed, whatever, it's it's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have what I say even to my students uh, that and, and that I teach is we all have some form of anxiety. Hmm. Uh, we all have some form of anxiety. Anxiety is a normal everyday reaction to life, any challenging, unfamiliar, or stressful situation. Right. And just feeling anxious in itself is one thing. You know, there are other situations where it goes deeper yes. than that. Like you said, feeling anxious is an emotion, like any other emotion, you know, fear, whatever, um, embarrassment you mentioned. It's an emotion. Um, and so, but then there is a difference in just feeling anxious and then actually having um, anxiety to the point where it acts out or it manifests in other ways. Yeah, getting deep into it, and that's not where we're trying to go today, is mm-hmm. when it becomes more of a disorder, it's more on the signs, the symptoms, and especially the time length mm-hmm. that you deal with those anxious, emotional 
behaviors. But uh, we first want to at least talk about just just normal anxious behavior mm-hmm. because that's how it starts. And we want, like I said, everybody, anybody, adolescents, teenagers, especially parents, to at least start noticing the normal and then even when it becomes abnormal. Correct. And so one of the things that we talked about is there are so many things happening just in life right now. You know, we're dealing with a lot. We are hopefully on the tail end of a pandemic that yes. literally transformed the world. Um, but we're still dealing with it. You know, it, it, Do can we see the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel? Yes. Um, it definitely looks a lot different than it did this time last year. Um, but there are still the remnants of it. There are things that people are still anxious about yes. concerning the pandemic. And not knowing. Just the, just, yeah, just the, the unknown, yeah. you know, because for a lot of people, one of the reasons that that anxious feeling comes in is because you, the need to control things, right. have some measure of control. Being the no, yes. Yeah. And when you don't, that can make you feel anxious. Mm-hmm. And so the pandemic has been completely uncertain, you know, everything about it. People worried about their finances and, you know, how that's going to look or, you know, gathering with your families and, you know, are you going to be able to to get together or, you know, do certain things that you had planned? So we thought about all of that. I mean, there's so much. It's not just a pandemic. It's, you know, we look and we, we're still dealing with injustice of all kinds, social injustice, racial injustice, just so many things that we deal with on a day to day. And that is not including our own unique personal uh, issues that we have in our lives, whether that's dealing with, you know, um, illness, if you have other illnesses or Mm -hmm. sick family members or stressful jobs. And none of those things have changed. None of those things have changed. They have not gone away. So we're still trying to deal with those things. And then we have some added things, right? Yeah. That can make us stressful. Labor. Labor is an issue today for many businesses and jobs. And it affects us because, you know, example, I went to uh, Chipotle's. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, you love Chipotle. It was a sign (laughs) on the door. It was like 3, 4 o'clock that, like, due to labor shortages, our hours are from 5 p.m. to 8. I'm like, what? You were hurt, weren't you? (laughs) Yes. I'm like, what? (laughs) And it's like everywhere we've been in and out of town for different things. And it's not just a Chicago and Illinois. Illinois It's it's a world thing. It's a world thing. Um, You know, where labor shortages are causing businesses to, in that instance, they had to reduce their, their operating hours. But some businesses have closed. Yes. You know, or... You just can't get products and services, things that you need as a consumer because there's a labor shortage and they just don't have the people. So those things can be stressful. You know, um, one of the things that I thought about was one of our favorite TV shows is called This Is Us. And we love this show for a number of reasons. Right. It's just, it's a really good show. And do the... To, to the pandemic, <laughs> we can't get it like we want <laughs> because yeah, they production have not. Got delayed. Yes. So we're like, okay, because normally, of course, the normal TV season, it would have come back in the fall. Um, I was looking to see, you know, when it's coming back. It looks like it's coming back early 2022. And so just wondering about that. But the reason that show. Um, came to mind is because there's one of the main characters. His name is Randall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you watch the show, you're very familiar with the, with the characters and the storyline and how it works. Um, very complex writing. Very just, it, it's, it's really good. 
But this this character Randall, he um he deals with anxiety. And he has since he was a child. In in the current um state of the show, Randall is an adult man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, husband, father, he's very successful, had a successful career on Wall Street, walked away from that. He's now in like public service. And he's a very responsible man. He's like the responsible person in his family. He's um, very compassionate. He is, um, you know, an overachiever. (laughs) Um, You know, very um, slightly neurotic in that way Mm -hmm. because he is, he's an overachiever to the max. Mm -hmm. Um, Sort of obsessive in everything that he does. He has to control. He has to control every situation. And so some of that, you know, with life and especially when you have children, <laughs> you know, there are things that will happen that do not fit your pretty little picture yes. all the time. And so he deals with life and he deals with his emotions and his feelings and trying to navigate that while dealing with anxiety. And the thing I love about uh, the writers of This Is Us is they take us, like you said, On from a, a current Yes. A, a today's situation, but the flashbacks yes. of childhood and yes. adolescence to let us see when certain things started yes. or came about. And that's good for us to know because we as parents, you know, this episode that we're talking to you about today, this this podcast is we want you to pay attention to your children, to mm-hmm. your adolescents, but also have a flashback like the show. This is this yes. is us of some things that triggered from your childhood uh, that became maybe repressed memory or that you didn't deal with. But yet you may see it even in your children or dealing with things as we talked about emotions or feelings or embarrassments and maybe when you was a child or an adolescent or teenagers it wasn't dealt with at all right one of the things with this is us um is they do this you they have this unique way of storytelling Mm -hmm. and throughout the beginning of the series we're getting ready for the sixth and final season of this show and so for five seasons they have been very intentional about the show um it moves from time periods. And so we literally, we watch in their current um, time where they are, you know, adults. And then it goes back to birth. And yes. we literally see their lives. And it also does future uh, fast forwards yeah. too. Yeah. So we also get to see future. But we've been able to watch the journey of these characters and specifically Randall with how the anxiety started, what it looked like when he first started experiencing it and how he sort of um, coped with it and the things that he's done over the years throughout his life to deal with anxiety as his life has changed and he's grown and he's gone through different things. The other thing is because they give us these flashbacks and these, the present time and then the future, we've been able to see that William's biological father also dealt with anxiety anxiety, as a child. Um, We were able to find that out. And then now he has a teenage daughter and it shows up in her. And so the way that they dealt with it, with the three different characters is very different. And three different times. Yes, that's the key. In psychology, we will call that uh, lifespan. Mm -hmm. And, And that's beautiful because it's from, you know, even before birth, through conception all the way to the end of life. And uh, this is life, this is us, gives us a good scope on that because it it shows us, 
you know, even grieving. Mm-hmm. You know, their father, Jack, passed Yes, in a, in a fire and some different things and how they deal with that. Uh, the mother got sick, you know, meeting real parents or friendships, uncles, different things. Uh, it, it is very good. But when you talk about the daughter now dealing with some forms of anxiety uh, for adolescents, I will say. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I want to tap into now where adolescence is full of new challenges. Teenagers mm-hmm. is full of new challenges. And, you know, one thing today is so different because for a lot of us as parents, we were social beings. We had recess. We went outside. Mm-hmm. We went outside when we got home from school. You know, you had to take your school clothes off and yep. put your play clothes on to go outside. Don't mm-hmm. be caught outside with your school clothes on. <laughs> you know, so different things of that. But today, with social media and video games and different things mm-hmm. to where they are. There's less in-person. It's very less in-person. So uh, these challenges, they can't even really talk the way conversation with friends or about mm-hmm. different things because most people are just in the house on a tablet, on a phone, even yeah. a child. Well, I'll give you an example. <laughs> we watched a movie last night where the parents were, um, it was a time where they were dealing with um, racial injustice. The movie was set maybe like in the 1920s or so mm-hmm. in New York. And the father wanted to have conversations. It was a couple. They had two um, black sons. And the father wanted to just tackle it head on. And he wanted to talk to the kids about what was going on. While reading a newspaper. While reading a newspaper. And, you know, he just wanted to let them know, you know, what was happening mm-hmm. and what that meant for them. And he wanted to talk about their feelings about it. And the mother was against it. She yes. didn't feel like, you know, this was something that they should be talking she to them about not at this the point. Right. Well, today, like you mentioned with social media, at that point, they kind of had the option to shield their kids if they wanted to. Exactly. You know, they could kind of deliver as much information to them as they felt necessary. Today, it's that's not the case. Everything that happens, good or bad, your kids have access to it immediately, whether you talk to them or not. So they're dealing, they're getting a ton of information, almost an overload of information every day, whether that's about the weather. If it's about some crime that's been committed somewhere or whatever it is, they have immediate access to it. And it's a lot. That's a lot to put on. You know, it's the information overload is sometimes too much for adults. Oh, yeah. For even us. (laughs) Where we just have to turn, you know, turn the TV off or, you know, step away. Don't watch the news or social media. Social media because there's just an information overload. And so when you talk about adolescents and the new challenges they face, and it's so different. Yes. You know, from even from when I was a teenager, you know, when I was um, an adolescent and then when my parents were, it's so different. Because the information mm-hmm. and how we receive the information mm-hmm. is so different. And so we as parents, as adults, have to understand that just because you have not talked about it to with your children exactly. does not mean they do not know. And so we want to get out in front of those types of things. You know, you want to... Talk to your kids because sometimes these things are the silent stressors your kids yes. are anxious about. And you don't have a clue because you, you didn't have a you, conversation. You haven't had a conversation about it. You didn't know that it was affecting them, good or bad. Right. Um, but they're getting so much information. Yes. And those, you know? those are the things we're asking and looking at for 
children, teenagers, you know, if you feel something way or you hear something or you see something in the media or social media and, you know, you're not sure about it, you need to grab an adult or a parent and have that conversation for clarity. Mm -hmm. And children, I mean, adults need to turn around and face it head on, Mm -hmm. even when you don't understand it. Again, even the, the things we're talking about today of anxiety and different things, again, we always say we're not so much experts on anything, but we're just saying we can have a conversation and educate you all on how to have a conversation to talk about some of these things. You know, when it's dealt with and talked about, it may not last long. And when I say last long, I'm talking to the emotions, the feelings that a person may mm-hmm. have for something they saw, heard in social media. Mm-hmm. But when we don't have the conversations, as you talked about, that's when it could be a problem. It may go away once you talk to them about mm-hmm. it. But like all of us, when things are not said or not dealt with head on, mm-hmm. it lingers and it gets worse because we add our own thoughts and understandings to it. Yeah, and it can be different for different people. So for different um, teens, adolescents, it can be different. Some people get very quiet, right? You know, you kind of notice that they're very quiet because they're anxious, they're thinking about things, Mm -hmm. they're worrying about things. And so they're very quiet. For other people, they have outbursts, you know, Um, and that is the way that it manifests in them. And so sometimes that behavior can be you know, misread or misinterpreted as um, anger or that they're being difficult, you know, but it's really them not really understanding how to channel the anxiety that they're dealing with. And so one of the things that we see in This Is Us is three different things. Number one, for Randall, one of the main characters, his anxiety is usually triggered by something new like a big event or a milestone in life or something that happens where, again, he feels like he does not have a lot of control over it. it, Even before it happens with Randall, and this could happen in many cases, the coming up to something, he feels like, how can he control it? Yes. And and his control, please understand, is to make sure everybody is taken care of. That's That's his his goal. He wants (laughs) to to take care of everybody. He feels that that's his role. And so the ways in which they've dealt with it now, as an adult, his his anxiety has manifested itself into panic attacks. Yes. He has panic attacks. Which is yeah. a whole different yes. <laughs> type of... And that's why I want to say... Generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. It goes into, uh, on the spectrum of anxiety right. disorders. So for him, like I said... Different people right. deal with their anxiety in different ways. And I want to make sure people know, uh, just because you are anxious or have anxiety does doesn't not mean, mean that you're going to have a panic attack. Or that you have some type of disorder. disorder. It's two different Again, things. anxiety is an emotion. It's a feeling yes. like other feelings and other emotions. Mm-hmm. For Randall, he, when he feels it coming on, he does things like he's, he's a runner. He likes to go out and he runs. Yes. And that's one of the things that he does to try to um, keep himself calm so that the anxiety does not build up so much. And when it does, because there are times that it has on the show, his character will um, suffer a panic attack. Now, 
we've seen over the years, he's tried different things. He has family members that, you know, can kind of recognize when it's happening and they've tried, you know, things that calm him and things like that. One of the characters, his character's biological father, he mentioned that as a child, he dealt with anxiety too. And his mother had a unique Mm -hmm. uh, mechanism for him. And it was as simple as she would pour salsa water into a glass and she told him that the bubbles in the glass were like his mind bouncing around, his thoughts bouncing around. And as they would sit and watch the bubbles settle, and as the bubbles settled, he would begin to settle, you know? And so that was one of the things that he did, and he shared that experience. Then Randall's daughter had some stressful times at school, some things going on. Her parents didn't even realize, again, that she was stressed out um, due to, you know, schoolwork and other things at school, and she has a panic attack at school. Now, her mother, Randall's wife, is very familiar with anxiety and things like that because she's dealt with it with Randall for a number of years. Her solution is she immediately contacts a therapist and she says, I found a therapist for our daughter. And then she suggests to Randall, you know, hey, maybe a good idea for you. Why don't you see a therapist? And he is resistant to that idea. So he finds other ways. Yeah, so even when you talk about... um I love the salsa water. Mm-hmm. Uh, the we have to figure out, and that's that's it's probably hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can't always get in a book mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or Doctor Phil or different things. But what calms you down and finding a way to calm our children down? Uh, you know, deep breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, teaching our children to inhale or exhale, uh, visualizing a happy and safe place, just getting them to, you know, today, especially if they're hyper or you got to be careful, like you said, if they're having these anger outbursts or doing this, or if they're sitting down just being too quiet, call their attention to visualizing a happy or safe place, remembering and discussing pleasurable experiences from the past. It's so many different ways, you know, from having them journal, write certain things down, whether it's about that or just writing, period. I have a nephew who deals with some types of anxiety and he has begun to write and not writing his everyday feelings, but he's have created characters Mm. and is writing little chapters to a book. And, uh, and his characters deal with bullying and different, and, situations. and different situations that, as I've talked to him, that he has dealt with. But he's not telling his story, but he's what I love about it. He's dealing with his emotions and feelings and mm-hmm. putting it on paper. So I, you, I love that because, again, our kids today, they are dealing with a lot, you know, um, just even from violence in the neighborhoods. You know, where you're seeing, you know, other children and other people die. Yeah. Um, shootings, things like that, or abuse, all these different types of things. These are things that kids are experiencing, unfortunately, and dealing with. And so, like you said, the bullying, that's a big thing. And so when you can channel that in a way that tells the story where you're feeling like, I'm not necessarily telling my experience. This is I'm, this is this character's experience. I think that's very necessary. I love it because 
again, our kids are just dealing with so much. Right. And the, the way we solve that is acknowledging your child's fear through, again, conversation. We, we, we cannot dismiss or ignore. And the thing I don't like is we can't say, uh, that's a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't know no better. They don't need to deal with that. Even like to the what the movie you was talking about mm-hmm. last night, where she was like, it's not the time. But then I could see at first when she said it was not the time. But then as the story goes on, it was like never, it was the, never the time. It was never the time. And that was a thing. Yeah. But again, they had the luxury of sort of being able to filter. Yes. During that time. Because they, they had the control. And that's yeah, what we have to do. What their ch- what their children were exposed to. Yeah. And today, you don't have that luxury. And so you have to not only talk to your children and have these conversations, but you also have to be very aware and you have to watch and be cognizant of changes that you see in your child and really just have them talk. Right. Because a lot of times for children and adults, when we are dealing with things, when you keep things locked in and you don't get it out, that's when you find that it becomes more and more stressful or, you know, your anxiety increases because you're trying to handle it like a Randall. You're just trying to handle it on your own. You're trying to take care of everyone. You're trying to control every situation. But if you would just sit down and talk about it, talk to someone and share you know, that that burden or whatever it is that you're going through, you will find that it helps. And that's why counseling is so effective. Yes. Randall's uh, father ended up talking, I believe it was to Beth on an episode mm-hmm. of how he dealt with anxiety. With the salsa water. As, mm-hmm. as a child and different things, as we just talked about. But that's key. We need to t- have a conversation with our child about things we dealt with. Things we go through. Uh, so just let them know that you also get right, stressed. You get anxious right. about things. Remind them that even as teenagers, you felt anxiety or felt some things that was maybe abnormal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that helps them to understand their emotion. It may be two different things, two different events, but at least let them know what they're going through. It's not just so different. Help them to understand that emotion, especially when we become adolescents, let them know that emotions go from zero to 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you could feel one way one minute and in a snap of the finger, you could be, mm-hmm. on, as my mama would say, 13. Let them exp- explain that to your children, but at the same time, explain that they need to deal with it, mm-hmm. face it, like we talked about. Uh, Randall could know when he's feeling something coming mm-hmm. and he would either run or um, do some other things that he you could tell that he felt something mm-hmm. or run more because he always like, ran. His he, family members even got to the point where they could tell. Right. You know, his wife could tell she would pay attention to him and she would notice a change in his behavior and she felt like, okay, you know, and so she would try to talk to him and, and do different things. But... You, um, you know, you talked about some of the things that, different things that people do. Like with William's character, it was the seltzer water that helped him. Mm-hmm. Randall tries to run. He tries some different things. He does ultimately decide to seek counseling. For uh, Tess, Randall's daughter, his wife, Beth, she decides immediately that they're going to seek counseling for the daughter because she had suggested it to Randall. He wasn't really open to it. She obviously couldn't make him go. But for their daughter, as the parent, 
she took a proactive role and said, hey, I found a therapist. So those are three different ways that we saw that people were dealing with um, anxiety. Right. You know, those are three different methods. But there are others. Um, you know, you talk to people a lot. You deal with some of these things. And, you know, earlier you mentioned um, like the deep breathing and things like that. So what are some ways? Well, people- and one thing I want to emphasize is for all of us, but again, especially adolescents, as parents, listening. Mm, I love it. Just, you know, sometimes we talk too much because we're the parent, we're the adult, we think we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening. But now, I will tell you this, uh, sometimes listening is good. And then afterwards, sometimes people in general, I'm not asking you to solve their problems, but encourage or ask a question from what someone has said from their issue or their stress and anxiety. Like, you know, what can we do better? How can we do this? How can we do that? The what, when, where, how, those type of things. Not so much solving the problems for them because we can't do that. But listening is key to our children and trying to get them to, you know, be heard. Mm-hmm. And again, and, and when we listen, even if we don't agree, Mm-hmm. That's not the time. Just let them vent. Let them talk. Let them let them be heard. You know, First Peter five and seven says, "Casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you." Yes, you care for your children as Christ cares yes. for us. So if you cr- care, when we pray, we expect God to hear us. Yes, uh, even if He, uh, we, you know, what we say in church, He may not come when you call Him, but He's always <laughs> on time. So even as parents, you may not be able to solve it. Even if you can, that may not be your time. But just listening. And again, giving soft pushes and advice, you know, at that time after you heard them, they just may need a hug. Yes. As they're talking, you you may just need a touch. You may need to just hold their hand. You may need to pray with them at that time. Uh, it, it's so many different ways that you could do. You may need to just quote a scripture for yes. them, uh, it, it's just so many different ways. Even it's if it's outside your norm, it's so funny. Even when we do counseling, and we, people know that we do it on a face base and foundation. And when we do it, we everybody that comes to us is not in church or Bible scholars or this right. and that, but they are so amazed when we can give them a scripture to soothe the savage beast or to deal with whatever stresses in mm-hmm. their life. And that's what we have to be able to do. Second, the Elosians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and all ways. Yes. And that's what, when anxiety it and emotions, and it robs you of your peace. And we're trying to get that peace of mind back, that peace in our, in our hearts and our minds. And, and sometimes our adolescents, our children, we don't understand that. Both stress and anxiety are very personal experiences. They are. Yes. One of the things that, you know, you talked about the scriptures and, and maybe that helping and to find some comfort. What we talked about earlier was that a lot of times people have anxiety over the unknown. Fear the uncertain, you know, like we talked about with the pandemic and or like in Randall's case, things that he could not control. 
I remember I was talking about um, anxiety on a prayer call um, maybe over a year ago, I think. And one of the scriptures that stood out to me that I used was the 142nd Psalm. It mentions uh, about uh, being overwhelmed. And it says, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. And so when I'm feeling anxiety, is what it's saying. When I'm overwhelmed, when I'm feeling anxious, I know that you know my path. So I don't have to worry. You know, yes, God knew that things would come that would potentially make us anxious. And so he's reassuring us that when we're overwhelmed, don't worry. I know your path. I have a plan. You don't have to worry about the unknown or the future because I got you. Mm-hmm. So that's that scripture was comforting to me because those are the things that we tend to be anxious about. You know, what's going to happen? You know, what does this mean? Am I going to um, have to worry about my job or am I going to have to worry about, you know, my food or whatever the case? Um, God knows your path. And so when you're feeling overwhelmed, just be reminded. That, that. And, and, and I get that. I understand that. I believe that. But in that moment, you know, when mm-hmm. you, you're watching the news or social media and mm-hmm. things are being said and done that, you, like you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. the senseless shootings, you know, we don't know what these children are being verbal abuse, mm-hmm. bullying, as we just talked about, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mm-hmm. emotional abuse, neglect, different things uh, in that now. And we could quote, now faith is the substance things hoped for. But mm-hmm. even as adults, we have the word. But in that moment, when you're in that place, how do you really get through to get to knowing God mm-hmm. is going to get me through when you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious and, you know, your pillow is wet with tears mm-hmm. or you're angry or you're shying away from everything. At that moment, how, what gives you the strength to get to that point that God can and God will? Those are the things. For me, it's his word, you know, but everyone's different. But for me, it is literally his word. If I if I am in that place and I begin to um, think on, the, on those things that be of good report, think of what he said about me, you know, the fact that he said that he wouldn't let anything, you know, come to me that he could not handle. Um, those things soothe me and it helps me. But, the, you know, you talked about a lot of different mechanisms for different people, whether it's the deep breathing, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, for me personally, it's the Word of God. Right. And for those parents that are listening that are, may not be in the Word mm-hmm. and their children especially are not in the Word, we ask them to go to some of the things we talked about or create something mm-hmm. to help. Yeah. This may be a good time to get to the Word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like, you know, I said for me, um, I think about... Psalm 94, I think verse 19, it says, When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. And so, again, your consolation, just knowing that you are with me, you console me, you got me, you're there, you because you know my path, right? right? When I'm overwhelmed, you know my path. So that consoles me, and that brings me joy, and it helps to calm me down, similar to the salsa water for William. Um, but even with that, and that's a good point. I loved how you quoted that scripture. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and especially as we talk about adolescents and teenagers and people mm-hmm. that don't have the word, his mother sitting with him. Yes. For Randall, 
what helped him as a child. Uh, you're talking about William with the, the yeah. salsa water. His mother sat, sat with him and they waited. Together. Together. And so that's, I, I want to I parallel that for a minute because you know, you sit there, you're saying for you. Mm-hmm. You sit there with God watching the salsa water, waiting, mm-hmm. that knowing your change is going to come. Yes. Um, a parent or a child sometimes needs a person mm-hmm. to sit there with them and watch as well as pray, as we say, or watch or color or watch and journal or just know that they're there because they may not have that spiritual mm-hmm. faith at this moment. So they need... A real person. They need somebody there that knows that they care about them, even if we're just sitting there, mm-hmm. just being there. And and parents, we have to understand sometimes we're so busy, we don't have time. We we let the TV or YouTube well, or the, the tablet even watch. Keeps, you know, keeps parents from even noticing the signs to begin with. Sometimes, yeah. Let alone, you know, having the time to sit and actually, you know, see it through when they're when it's happening, but. Sometimes that busyness, you know, and it's it's nothing bad. It's just you trying to take care of the kids, provide, do all the things you need to do. But sometimes that can get in the way, yeah. you know, of you being able to see it. Yeah. So we have to pay attention. We have to pay better attention because as we talk about with Randall, I believe some things could have altered and been changed if his parents had the tools mm-hmm. to know how to deal with his anxiety and some of the other kids. I will say this, though. The other thing is, as parents, we're talking about, you know, having tools to deal with anxiety. And like you said, maybe it's just the sitting with them or making sure that they have coloring books that they need. And that's become very popular. There are adult coloring books, too. Um, but in, Or the journaling, whatever it is that that child needs. But you also need to know and understand that um, different things stress different people. So you, if you have a few children in your household, it could be different for <laughs> each child. Yes. And so you have to learn I've what stresses. Mm-hmm. Yes. What stresses this child may not stress the other child. And then, and then the coping things that you use to help calm them down may be totally different. Because if you watch this as us, we're talking about Randall because his is the most pronounced. He deals with anxiety and it does manifest in panic attacks for him. But... The, the two other main characters, they deal with it too, just oh, yeah. in different ways. Just one different character way. overeats, yeah, the other one drinks. Um, and so you your kids may be dealing with a different set of issues and the way that you help them cope with the uh, anxious feelings may be differently. Right. Learn, it's learn. It's not a one, a one size fit all sort of thing. You know, we're all different. So keep that in mind. And if, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm a believer in this, a proponent for this is if you don't know, if you don't get it, if you don't understand and you're trying everything, counseling is the best. And again, we're not saying that you or your child has a disorder. We're saying seek guidance. The biggest part I tell people is... It's just a part of self-care. As you know, I love (laughs) self-care. Schools have counselors. Mm -hmm. Uh, That... If you don't know what else to do, I refer you to the school counselor. To talk to the school counselor, the school counselor can tap in to talk to your child, uh, doing an everyday event, certain things. But there is counselors, psychologists that you can find just by Googling, just by finding the word of mouth. 
uh, pastoral counseling is real. You could do that if you're in a church. And many churches literally have therapists or counselors within the ministry. So that's good. Community health centers mm -hmm. in your neighborhood. And many times they're, they're free yep. services that you could do. And of course, if you need help managing stress or getting through, you could always contact us at livethatlifenow at gmail.com and we can refer you and direct you. We do coaching, counseling, and training, uh, but we also refer people out that best fits their needs. So those are things that we can do to help. So just remember, as you are enjoying this holiday season, we know that those are times that can bring on anxious thoughts or feelings. Take a minute, whether it's for you or your child, to um, take a deep breath, get some rest, practice some self-care, take care of yourself, and just always remember that you are braver than you believe, you're stronger than you know, you're smarter than you think, and more beautiful than you can ever imagine. Go out and live that life now. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life, that transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. Every champion, every overcomer. This Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? A church or a nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services? Conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker? Or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching? Great. You, you are, are part, part of our C factor. factor. That Life is a faith-based firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about That Life? That Life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one -on -one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember to live, live that, that life, life now. now.